Hey everyone, welcome back to Rebootleggers. This is a comedy podcast where we like to make reboots of just about everything. I'm your host, Scott Owen. And today we are joined in this studio by not one, but two guests who have been on before. Welcome back, Christopher Hastings and Branson Reese. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Chris and Branson graciously accepted after I sent them hundreds of emails asking to re- come back. Uh, we we wanted it bad, and it turns out if you ask someone enough, they'll eventually say yes, is what I've learned. I'm glad that's how Bear you're remembering down. things, and not us being like, we have a book we need to put out, let's email podcasts that were nice to us before. <laughs> Speaking of, you have a book that you're putting out. Oh my god, thank you so much for bringing that up. Wow, what a segue. Thank you. <laughs> Would you like to tell us about this book? Absolutely. For uh, this voice right now is Chris Hastings, um, and yeah, this, uh, uh, this nasalier voice is Branson Reese for the listeners at home. Oh, uh, man, it feels good to be in an industry like this, comics, podcasts, the indoor arts, <laughs> and to have a partner who is nasalier than me. <laughs> what a what a treat to be uh, a an extreme. Uh, yeah. Now when you get to look at both of us. Uh, I mean, Branson's... there's quite there's quite a it's quite a, a similarity there. Yeah, well, obviously, Francis is way more handsome. Oh, Chris. Well, I, I didn't I didn't want to say it, but I'm glad someone did. Well, it had to be me. <laughs> so All right, so Branson and I, uh, we uh, we know each other through the Magnet Theater uh, in New York, doing improv and sketch comedy, and uh, Branson started doing all these comics uh, quite recently. And uh, we decided uh, to do a comic together. It's very exciting. So is it written by both of you and drawn by Branson? Or do you do any of the art, Chris? I know you've dabbled before. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we, we both wrote the whole thing together. Um, we, we basically, we met practically every day for the past few months. Uh, yeah. Just getting together every day at 10 o'clock, uh, having several coffees and seltzers. And um, figuring out this book, which I guess I'll tell you about in a second. Um, and then with the art, we um, were pretty early stages of the art, and we're um, we're kind of figuring out a workflow here. But so far, with our preview pages um, that you can see on our Kickstarter, again, we'll we'll name it really soon. Yeah, uh, I'm getting to one information point at a time here. So I've been doing the layouts and uh, I help out by drawing the backgrounds because I'm very used to uh, drawing uh, annoyingly complicated backgrounds in perspective. Hmm. And, um, you know, I think I think Branson's very comfortable drawing a character on a photo background. Yeah, has, I, have has no, less practice. <laughs> I have no shame or compuncture about that. It's a uh, there were a few like early on. Chris would send me some layouts. He's like, "Okay, so this is like we're in front of like a a long like far-reaching government building or like an ornate uh, like background setting." And I had to call him like in tears, being like, "How do you? <laughs> I didn't go to art school. How do how do you do anything?" <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like I said to I, I said this to Branson. Like I like I, I went to art school and I took two semesters of a perspective drawing for comic books class and i still find it brain breakingly impossible like i know just enough tricks to make it look like i know what i'm doing but like it's like one of those things where it's like if you just look at it at a slightly different angle it all falls apart yeah. and i'm revealed to be a sham 
Look, you. This page looks great as long as you look at it from right here, ten feet away, at this exact angle. And you have to do the magic eye thing with your finger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, we we're pretty equally, you know, I guess credited here. Yeah. So then Branson does the final artwork and the the color. Um, and I've been doing the lettering so far. Um, but that was again, we were just we really wanted to get the preview up, and it was kind of just like we were, we were both just kind of jumping in and getting done what we could as fast as we could. And it was like, well, Branson was like, was working out the color. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just go, go do the lettering, you know, that kind of thing. So we're it still kind a, of figuring it out. During the breakdown of responsibilities, it ha- it did come up that I was like, I don't, you know, I like my handwriting, but, and I think it was a joke, but I did receive a death threat over my handwriting one time. <laughs> so like, it, yeah, you know. I, and I've never received a death threat over my lettering. So, so it's like, there you go. That seems probably like probably a joke, mm-hmm. but let's not, let's not tempt it. <laughs> now i guess let's what's let's talk about the book itself what's it what's it about what's it called what are we what are we doing here where are you taking us oh baby i'm glad you asked it's a little book called dracula game <laughs> did we, did we it, nail that? we'll make it line up in post yeah you guys nailed it okay great <laughs> sorry go ahead branson oh no i basically just wanted to say the title it's this uh it's a story of uh so the idea is Transylvania is not just a region in Romania the way it is in our real world. It's a the real it's a real country, a real land where like vampires, Frankenstein's, werewolves, mummies, they all live there. Um, and they have been there's sort of this like it's almost like this like Soviet bloc country that like America has never had uh, open diplomatic relationships with. You know, something happens in the beginning. It's in our preview pages. The uh, uh, Dracula's nephew kills like a Canadian, like Degrassi star, and it becomes <laughs> an international incident. And so America starts opening up negotiations with Transylvania, and things uh, they sort of snowball from there. Now, when you say Canadian Degrassi star. Are you referring to Drake and just trying to be coy about it, or is it not Drake? Branson actually had a different one in mind before we decided just to have a fake name in the show entirely. Branson, who was it's easy? Like, who was it that you wanted? Uh, hold on one sec. I think it was. I think it was Jake Goldsby. Uh huh. Yeah, that's right. Who uh, I'm sure it was Jake Goldsby now, but uh, and I think he. I will say if he's listening to this. I do think he probably would have been very cool about it. We just didn't want to, like, kill him for no reason, you know? Right. Uh-huh. Send the wrong message. We're still kind of figuring out, like, when we want to use a real-life thing and when we want to make, like, a comedy analog. Right. Uh, yeah, like, for sense. example, we, we, we definitely named Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Ooh. But, like, yeah, this TV guy is named, like, Chaz Okerton. <laughs> yeah. And the TV <laughs> show is called, like, Beaver's Crossing or something like that. Beaver's Which is like can only mean Degrassi. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, it's just everyone like will get Pizza it. Hut and Taco Bell aren't like a single person with like feelings and opinions on things. Like it's like fine mm-hmm. to dump on them, but right, right, great, great point. Yeah. I didn't want to be rude to this guy who's been nothing but sweet. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing to just like be like, all right, like like hey buddy, your murder is the inciting incident <laughs> for our book. He's like, yeah, what did like, I do? You down with that? Yeah, Matt Damon was right. Matt Damon was. Oh, I guess we could have asked him too, but I think we just decided it was easier to full steam ahead on a fake person. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, you got to be quick in this internet age, like. Yeah. Yeah. So the the book is like basically like I think the idea came from watching some Armando Iannucci uh, political comedy and just being like, oh, this would be great with Dracula. 
Nice. Veep with Dracula. And you both have some experience working with Dracula before. Yes, we do. He seems great. You know, usually, uh, usually Dracula's pretty cool. Um, Branson, when did you last see Dracula? Oh, God. I think the uh, the comic with the butterfly was the last time we we interacted. Okay. <laughs> or that's the one that we have up on the Kickstarter. I think that was the last. I mean, other than this book now. I've that was, I mean, when I, when I was putting together images for the Kickstarter and I did a Google image search of Branson Reese vampire, like that's <laughs> the one that came up. It was either that or like a vampire losing his penis for some reason, I imagine. <laughs> Yeah, I have, I have like one or two wells I return to. <laughs> this isn't barely related, but so Branson, you've got a new comic called Swan Boy, which Dracula has not showed up in yet. 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 Uh, I do think he exists in that world, though. He's gotta. That would that would make sense. It seems like it's only natural. And I mean, I imagine Swan Boy's neck is of a particularly appetizing prospect to Dracula. So slender. So oh, slender. yeah, that's I hadn't thought about that. Uh, I was actually trying to tell someone about Swan Boy recently, and I was totally like blanking on the name. And I was like, "Yeah, he's got it's a comic called um, Goosefella." And then I was like, "Wait, no, that's wrong." Uh, Goosefella. <laughs> Goosefellas would have been. Goosefellas. Is it too is, late? Is it? There's gonna be like a Scorsese pastiche I do that like will feature Goosefellas. Oh, great. I'm very excited for that. So this is a book with two authors, and it seems like. The biggest challenge for that is deciding whose whose name gets to go first on the byline. And on this preview, <laughs> it seems that Branson won that fight. So if you could just walk us through Branson, how you how you claimed victory here, that would be. I just think our re, our listeners would love to hear that. And once you're yeah, done, I'll give the real. It's answer. of particular <laughs> interest to uh, certain parties here in Rebootleggers as well. Uh, it was a uh, oh, I really on the spot to make up a obviously fake story. Here. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't. Yeah, I guess because uh, it was not a discussion. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Just, it was, I guess it was that thing where it's like you give two kids a cookie and you're like, all right, you split in the middle, and uh, like one kid splits, the other kid picks. So like Chris just did it, and I guess he just was he uh -huh. graciously put me first. Wow, there you go. is that right, Chris? I don't. I like haven't thought about it until this moment. So here's 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 the first off. It's not always Branson first. <laughs> that's that's the main answer. It's like uh, it's like uh, yeah. On one graphic, my name is first, and on another graphic, Branson's is first. But Branson's is first on the uh, the book cover mock-up, and that is because um, his name fit better with the <laughs> other type to have it on the first line. That's so good. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, but it's just yeah, just kind of going back and forth and. Um, We'll see what happens on the actual book cover, because uh, that's not the that's not the final design. You do like Clue released multiple endings to multiple theaters. Some people get Branson first. Some people get Chris first. Some people get your names just mashed up into like some sort of mm -hmm. Lovecraftian script. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have an unlimited budget. Right. I mean, that's uh, what ki that's how Kickstarter works. It's yeah, unlimited yeah, money. Yeah. That checks out. Well, um, yeah. this book sounds great. I'm very excited for it. I'm gonna Thank back you. it. Everyone Thank should. You. Everyone should back it. I don't normally like to should on people, but if you don't, I mean, it won't exist. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so maybe you should just do it. Um, so we we, <laughs> we like to do reboots on this show. Let's do. We we've talked a little bit before you came on, and we're gonna reboot just comic the Sunday the Sunday funnies or all the funnies. Let's let's get them all. Let's get them all. Let's get them all. Black and white, color, once a week, once a day. Let's do it. There's so many funnies. 
There's, so we're gonna get them all on this, and they're not all funny either. It's is the, the thing. It's the thing about funnies, like they're not always you your, funny. You got your Prince Valiants and your Mary Worths. Mm-hmm. Well, so where do we want to start? Do you guys have a, a jumping in point that you'd like to go for with your with this list of funnies? Let's see. Let me open up GoComics.com and and see what I think, because that's that's my source for all the greatest funnies. Let me open up my uh, my daily newspaper that I get delivered to my door. I ended up on the denverpost.com slash comics because I'm in Denver, and there is a vibrant community of commenters on every strip that was actually like kind of heartwarming to read. Oh, like, yeah, I bet. These people get into it. A lot of have, uh, Prince Valiant are speculation. Are they all like 100? Yes, there are people commenting on um, being retired and wishing that they weren't retired and stuff like that. And commenting. Oh, yeah, on... it's like uh, Pluggers is like very yes. oh, yeah. big with the retired community. There is a, um, a lot of uh, theory and speculation on the uh, Prince Valiant strip, which is fun to read. Speculating as to where Prince Valiant might have sex next was uh, was a thread. Oh that I read. yeah, yeah. It's, oh, that's cool. It's a very good fan theories. I'm trying. There's a lot of funnies on these lists that I do not remember at all existing. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Barney Google. We, sure. Chris, I, well, I remember we, Barney. Had, I typed in. I typed in go funnies and I'm on a Twitter account called golfaholics now. <laughs> this episode just became about something completely different. The biggest pivot. I'm watching somebody hit two golf balls at once and it, I will say it rules. Can you just, can you just like send, send, send me, send me some links? Yeah. I'm sending you this right now. Very good. Um, let's here's here. This one is in the early on the list and it's one that I think is fairly popular. Beetle Bailey. Why don't we start with Beetle sure. Bailey? All right, Beetle Bailey. Um, so what what do we know about Beetle? He's he's he an army man. He's an army man. He lives on the base. He's very lazy. Uh, he's got he Sarge. He does, yeah, Sarge gets mad at him. There's a there's a general with his uh, hot secretary uh, that he lusts for. Um, there's a, I I remember someone telling me that there is a new character introduced into beetle bailey every Whoa. year oh oh but i don't know if that's still true it might be i don't know how it could sustain because it's like 400 years old like how could there there's just too many years have a clip have gone by yes beetle bailey himself is long dead <laughs> There's the I know Sarge has like a small dog who has the same personality as him. Oh yeah, uh huh. He's got he's got a real tyrant of a dog. There's Zero who's like who's too dumb to be in the military. He shouldn't be allowed to be in the military. He's like the Gomer Pyle of Beetle Bailey. Yeah, I know he has like an Italian friend. Look <laughs> is that is that legal in the army to have an to Italian be- friend? No, that is like a non-canon. <laughs> So wait, is Beetle the janitor? Beetle Bailey is a rather lazy private in the U.S. Army, according to ComicVine.com. Okay. So what do we what do we like about Beetle? We we one of the, a big thing about reboots is getting rid of things that are bad and sometimes introducing things that are bad. But we want to focus on keeping the things we like about Beetle. Uh, so what mm. what do we what do we want to change about him? I guess for this reboot, because it's got to be different yet the same. Mm-hmm. So uh, the thing about Beetle is like he, they seem to be engaged in this like forever war that is not ever really named or specified. Mm-hmm. They started the war know. on terror much earlier than real life. 
Yeah, because it, it debuted in 56. I don't know if it was like the Korean War. Uh, and so I guess, their, their current uniforms reflect that as well. Yeah, they are wearing very old-timey uniforms. Man, I guess I would old. probably update the war. Update the war. So now they're always talking about the Middle East and terrorisms and make that the the focus and is Beatles still very lazy in this war on terror yes I do yes, I, I think, think that's crucial gotta be lazy yeah it's like it's like Beatle did you check for, did you check for improvised explosives along <laughs> our route <laughs> and oh, then he yeah. didn't and then he didn't because he got sleepy mm-hmm. yeah and then his friends die and then his friends die horribly now so here's man. a Here's a tidbit from comicskingdom.com. Beatles' philosophy is, quote, whenever the urge to work comes over me, I lie down until it goes away, unquote. (laughs) Oh, boy, Beatle. Beatle, you rascal. Now, here's something that that maybe we could inject here. If I didn't know any better, I would say that the Beatle Bailey comic was an attempt to, uh, a a sinister attempt to discredit the U.S. military. Whoa. (laughs) That sounds bad. That's very sinister. This is this is some this is some spies spies like us business. Maybe maybe Beetle Bailey is about is is and it's now an adaptation of the FX drama The Americans, where he is yeah he's not an American and he's pretending. I was gonna say it sounds like we need to hire um you know a, a Russian bot farm to draw the okay. comic. Oh, that'd be so perfect. we got we got Comrade Bailey is now embedded deeply Comrade in the U.S. military. Bailey. <laughs> That's great. I like that. All right, let's um, is there? Let's let's go to another one. Who's got? Do you guys have one that you would like to submit to our reboot farm? Um, sure. You know, let, let's talk Dilbert. Uh, I know Dilbert. that I know that Branson and Scott yeah, Adams are are long friends, long time friends, long time. Yeah, friends. you'll never hear what I say about this because I'm uh, blocked. So let's go nuts. Let's yeah. get nuts. Uh, I'll be sure to Branson, tag him in the tweets because he hasn't blocked blocked me yet. Yeah, why has Scott Adams blocked you, Branson? Uh, the few reasons there. I was sending Dil- him Dilbert fan art for a while there. <laughs> there was one where Dilbert and Dogbert had switched places, and Dogbert had to put Dilbert to sleep. Oh my god! There was one just like naked Dilbert talking about how he, you like you only get one chance to fuck Catbert. Yeah, <laughs> was that was one I like kept sending him. I was like, hey, this ran in my paper when I was a kid, and there was no follow up. Uh, <laughs> he like ignored it and i was other along and i was like yeah we had an assembly to talk about the comic like what what was going on here and then i think the one that got me blocked was i sent him a picture of dilbert pregnant with scott adam's head coming out of his birth canal oh god and i think that was the last straw yeah which i gotta say like in his defense like i would have blocked me yeah, for doing he, he it. Put up, of course he also put up with that for a lot longer than i think most people would yeah um I, yeah i don't want to say it gave me like a respect for him because it it just straight up didn't but you know he did put up with it for a little bit what a guy um so what do we want to do to dilbert do we want to address the fact that somehow all these people independently have the last 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 name is his last name bert no, it's just like a suffix to his to his name. Right. There's just like a lot of there's Ratbert, there's Catbert, there's Dogbert. Yeah. Mombert is his mom's name. What? I think that's like a fan. It's clear that I know way more about this than Beetle Bailey. I think it's just like a fan thing that fans were like, "Oh, we call her Mombert." That makes like, I don't sense. Think it has like a name. I uh, I read a thing where years ago uh, Scott Adams 
uh, like went incognito as like a special presenter to some I don't know corporate situation as like kind of um like a prank and like it was kind of just like he would just say ridiculous things and I guess see how long people would put up with it and I remember that his fake name was um was uh something last name Maybear or spelled Mebert Oh <laughs> wow Scott guy. Adams is Mebert Mebert Yeah Okay like, so what are we what are we doing to Dilbert is he better? Is he worse? Uh, the the uh, a really easy pick here is to move him to Silicon Valley, right? Yeah, I I, I mean, if he's a supposed like if he's a an engineer of some kind, I, I think his his setting needs to be updated. Uh, Are we gonna like, make him a tech bro? Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, I like the idea of him like suddenly finding himself uh, behind the curve, like. You know, like he's still like like he's older than everyone else, right. and and he's like not like you know he thought he was building his career this entire time, and then suddenly he f- he finds that he is like no longer relevant, and that's what he's dealing with now. Yeah, I would do like, like, like a, maybe a seeing grown up with Dilbert. <laughs> suddenly, he's the age he would be if you started aging him from the late eighties on. Dilbert yeah. all grown up. He has or to deal with now now that he's the stupid manager. Oh, that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, some power. See how he likes it. So, so new Dilberts is it still about him or is it about the new batch of engineers and then Dilbert is their dumb boss? Well, I, I mean, his point of view is oh, sorry. Oh no, sorry. I think we're probably agreeing, right? That it's like we're still keeping Dilbert as the POV character. Yeah, I and I I, I want it to be like he still thinks everybody's an idiot, but we see that that's his own flawed perspective I love more it. and more. Does his tie still flip up? I think this is the most important thing. Or does some does so, another part of him flip up? Now? Do we know the the tie code that Scott Adams implemented? No. This might be deep in the like Dilbert. Oh, canon. let's get we, deep in the paint. The 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 thing was Scott Adams said like my uh, my fans, my beloved fans, like you've been asking to see like to know if Dilbert is a virgin or if he's had oh. sex. I do know this. Continue. Right? Okay. Everyone's like heard of this. Like, yes, the, uh, they won't let him talk about it in the comics, which like, I got to say, I agree with the comics there. Like, I don't want to hear about it. But the uh, the code he had like on his website was if Dilbert's tie ever lays flat. That means that like our boy had sex. <laughs> and there was one comic like after a date where Dilbert's tie did lay flat. Yeah. Mm. I remember Damn. so my dad is is an electrical engineer and he was so into Dilbert. It was a ubiquitous bathroom book in my house. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. God. And he had this book that I think was it was a pun on uh seven habits of highly successful people or something. I forget what the actual title was, but it was basically like reading Dilbert with Scott Adams commentary and he had this whole thing about that. And I remember the specific strip cuz it's like Dogbert's talking to the girl who Dilbert had sex with, and he's like, Dilbert's really calm now. And then he goes and talks to Dilbert, and he's like, hey, have you found religion? And Dilbert says some joke about religion, but his tie is flat, which means the boy... (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that. Dilbert, an incel no longer. An incel no longer. So so the tie is going to be flat for our whole new show. Or show? Strip. You can't unring that bell. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a pretty... It's a binary situation. You could do you could do a long arc where it's slowly coming back up <laughs> and nobody knows why or what to do about it. Oh, I, I like that. that. I like that. Okay, let's um 
Let's talk about Crankshaft. Okay, great. Let's talk Crankshaft. <laughs> this is... We were all waiting for it. It's finally here. <laughs> the fans are guts. <laughs> Who is Crankshaft? Is this a, is this about a, a auto mechanic? I'm going just off the title here. Okay, well, according to a, a cursory Google search, the Crankshaft, sometimes casually called the Crank, is the part of an engine which changes the up and down motion of the pistons into rotation. Okay, this now, is a very interesting reboot possibility. Yeah, I think I've just got information about the actual like part of uh, a machine. Well, I mean, I don't the comic has to be about that. There's only there's only that seems to be the only there can't crankshaft can't mean anything else, right? Oh, you don't want it to be about the wildly popular bus driver character from Funky Winkerbean? That's what it is. It's a spinoff? It's a spinoff. Yes, Crankshaft is a spinoff from Funky Winkerbean. I'm so glad Chris is here. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I will, uh, shout out to the comics curmudgeon on this one for basically making all of his readers like follow along with what's going on in Funky Winkerbean <laughs> and Crankshaft for many years. Um, yeah, if you guys haven't read the comics curmudgeon, not just you guys, the hosts, the world, the audience, you should yeah. please read... Uh, uh, the comics of curmudgeon uh, especially his his thoughts on crankshaft because any opinions i have are just going to be ripping him off but yeah for some reason so funky winker being famously depressing comic um it's like like a punchline is like well i still have cancer oh god <laughs> oh, um yeah it's just like it's sad that's just that's all it is and then crankshaft is the name of this bus driver who's just a mean old man who for some reason deserved his own comic that does well i i don't know why people really relate to the sad defeated man just trying to get by oh we're getting back to who the core audience is of newspaper comics <laughs> yeah. Mm. oh yeah, yeah. comicskingdom.com well, notes do the strip <laughs> offers plenty of humor while tackling issues like adult literacy and alzheimer's Crankshaft is particularly popular among those older people or whose or those whose parents are beyond beyond retirement age. Oh my goodness. Beyond retirement yeah. age. Does that is that a new euphemism for dead? Do ghosts read crankshaft? Maybe maybe the idea is that like crankshaft like missed his window for retirement and now he just must drive a bus uh, until he dies. What if crankshaft is dead and he's, What if it's a title? What if the bus yes. goes to heaven? Yes. Crankshaft should be dead. What if he is the ferryman on yeah. the boat? Mm. Now we're talking. Yes, absolutely. Oh, because you can have all sorts of like fun characters who have just died popping up for a quick conversation, to and keep, then they're to out. To keep reminding everyone who we have lost. We've got Alan Rickman on the bus. We've got David Bowie on the bus. Prince is there. Everybody's crying. Yeah, you... People don't get drawn uh, with St. Peter at the pearly gates when they die now. They get an arc in Crankshaft. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I think that's comforting to Crankshaft's readers who are all like a week away from death themselves. Oh, to know that, that, who knows what old friend. Crankshaft's going to think of me soon. I'll find out in a week. That's very good. Um, oh, may Crankshaft find me worthy to cross <laughs> the River Thames. <laughs> make, sure, make sure I die with bus tokens in my pocket. Otherwise, he won't yeah. take me. Okay, um, so Crankshaft is now the ferryman. I like this. Let's talk... I'm just going down alphabetically. Crankshaft is only four away from Dennis the Menace, which I think is... We've, we can't talk about comics without talking about Dennis. Yeah, Who would so we be? We would be... I don't even know. So Dennis the Menace is a... I, 
he had a cartoon too, didn't he? Like an animated sure, cartoon. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. And a movie with several movies, but the first movie with Christopher Lloyd. I only remember Christopher Lloyd as like the bur- the burglar who ruins the town. Yes, and he's like he eats beans real weird out of a can. Is a thing I remember about oh, him. Oh yeah. The main thing I remember from that is the like lullaby where she's like winking, blinking, and nod. <laughs> That's so weird. I only I only remember one line from that movie too, and it's Christopher Lloyd saying something along the lines of like, "They don't even lock their doors." <laughs> Christopher, thank you for showing up in the in the studio. I didn't think we could get I'm, Christopher Lloyd. I can't Lloyd do today. any more than that. We were, we were lucky we got that. I was talking to Christopher that, Lloyd, and I'm. I'm t- Oh, I'm Richard Nixon now. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah, sorry, no. Listen, that the the quality of that impression uh, surprised me too. <laughs> so is that? I assume Christopher Lloyd never showed up in the Sunday Funny Dennis the Menace. Oh, that would be fun. He, uh, yeah, like. <laughs> Everything's just find him until one day like Dennis comes home and finds that like his house has been burglarized and his parents are arguing because they didn't have homeowners insurance. <laughs> Does Dennis the Menace take place in the bad timeline from Back to the Future? <laughs> yes. And Christopher Lloyd, like that's Doc Brown who has now been disgraced and committed and he's just gone nuts. I, th- I mean, I think it has to be. I think it has to be. And so now we have to make a comic strip about that, which I think pretty much just writes itself. Oh yeah, that's yeah. They're just yeah. Okay, what do you guys want to? What do What do you want to do next? You know, I would love to get into Hagar the Horrible or Hagar the Horrible. Oh, um, we should all get on the same page. Are we saying Hagar or Hagar? Uh, I've I, that's the discussion I'm opening to start with. <laughs> my my head, I always said Hagar, but but it's got the umlaut. It, yeah, I'm looking at that umlaut and I'm thinking the man's name's Hagar. The man's name's gotta be Hagar. Now. Before, I just want to bring you guys into a prior conversation that I had with Frank where we were talking about what comics we need to hit. And uh, I suggested Hagar. Hagar. I'm so sorry, Hagar. And um, Frank's immediate reaction was, oh, yeah, that guy fucks. So what do we do with that? I mean, if you want me to go down and list every comic character and say whether they fuck or not, like, you know, that door is open and I'll do it. But I do think Hagar fucks. Yes. He's a Viking, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he a, he's a Viking, right? Yeah, he's a Viking. He has his wife who shows up a lot. I think they have just like a healthy sex life. Yeah. It's very sex positive. Okay. Which I'm not. Yeah. I don't think anything like. Yeah. I don't think there's like any like controversy over that. <laughs> I think the the world is pretty much agreed. Okay, so what are we doing to Hagar? Vikings aren't really a thing. Well, there's I mean, that Viking show now. That's yeah. I, I haven't heard much about it. I've heard it's good? Question mark. I always wondered if Hagar has ever fought Conan. Oh, the barbarian, not the, the barbarian, not the O'Brien. Not um, yeah. I think Hagar would beat Conan O'Brien though. Now that we're talking about it, <laughs> probably. I think Conan would agree. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think he stands a chance to Hagar. Um, Chris, did you have something in mind that you wanted to do with Hagar? Well, I mean, it's like, I think it's like, you, you, again, it's one of these comic strips where you, you see everything around the main event, but not, like, you don't actually see the war in yeah. Neil Bailey. And you don't really see, like, Hagar really pillaging. Like, Yeah, it's always I think, post-pillage. Like, yeah, he's always coming home, or it's like, I think, like, a pretty common one is, like, he and all these troops are set up like ready to go you know or 
there's a conversation, but yeah, I think I think it would be fun to like see what it's like when they actually like get what they want and how you know like how they where, get what where they does want. where does Hagar place in his society? Like, is he is he know, a successful is, Viking lord? Is he is not, he a lord or is he you a know, lord? Is he? He seems like know. sort of a. I mean, it seems like the idea of Hagar was there, like this Viking world, this like Viking reality is just like we're treating it like Hagar's nine to five job, and then he he's like a little like Fred Flintstone or something. Yeah. Right. And then because you see him at the bar a lot, you see him sitting on like an easy chair, like in his Viking home. Like I think he's just like coded as like a mid-century like oafish dude who goes to a job he doesn't love. Right. Right. I appreciate that you specified it's a Viking home because mm-hmm. there there is a fundamental difference between a Viking home and a regular home. And I would like if we could just for the for the people who might not know, Branson, what is the difference between a Viking home and a regular home? Oh, Vikings live in a Viking home. I'm glad you asked. Oh, that's that's it. OK, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. any so if a Viking came and lived in my house, then my house becomes a Viking home. That's the Viking principle. Yeah. Once he conquered it. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That do you makes think sense. do you think that Hagar pays blood tribute in the old ways? <laughs> mm. Because because he he's a and uh, again, I'm, I'm going to be leaning on comicskingdom.com a lot <laughs> this episode. Hagar is a devoted father and reluctant taxpayer. Oh. oh, but it is Helga who quote wears the skins in the relationship. Yeah, okay. Oh God, <laughs> who does he pay taxes to? So he's not he's not the he's not the man in charge. Is what that sounds like. It doesn't seem so. Interesting. Uh, okay, so maybe so now now we so we want to see all of his actual exploits instead of him just afterwards. We want to see the fights that he's in, the people he's killing. We, let's let's Game of Thrones it. Let's Game of Thrones it. Yeah. We can get that in the Sunday paper, I think. Fun fact: Did you guys know that Viking is actually a verb originally? No. Oh, yeah. oh like one one who vikes. Yeah, they would go out Viking. Viking just means like to raid. Oh. Just a little, just a little fun thing. Um. Okay. I think Game of Thrones Hagar is there's a lot there. I'm very excited about this. Uh, Branson, what what would you if you got to reboot? What would you want to reboot off this list? Um, I guess I'd be interested in a uh, in a. Oh, sorry, hold on, I had it up for a second. What's the one? Uh, Sherman's Lagoon. Oh, is he a penguin? No, Sherman's the shark. He looks a little like. Oh Hagar. right. Body type is Hagar. Yeah, I did not have this in my paper growing up. I don't know. Oh, this at might all. be like you know, This is a Washington Post. Uh, ah. Sherman is a yeah. Branson's from Virginia. I'm from West Virginia. (laughs) We totally different states. Very different. Different papers. Yeah, that checks out. Uh, So what's Sherman's deal? uh, Sherman's just a shark. He's sort of an idiot. He has like a turtle friend who's a little bit smarter, uh, a little bit of like a Hobbes energy to the turtle friend, and he has like a uh, a uh, like a hermit crab friend who's like a true a true dummy. A true dummy. So Sherman's a mostly dummy. Sherman's just like naive, but he's like married. He's just like sort of a goof. But the hermit crab is like truly an idiot. And that's who you're drawn to, or that's just another character? It's just another character. Okay. So what? So it's mostly no, I love just them all equally. <laughs> all all these children of the sea. So what? What would you like to see Sherman become? Let's let's open that door. Where can we take Sherman? I noticed in this in this strip I'm looking at Sherman is sitting down 
which is, I mean, in itself, an amazing feat, given that he's a shark. But also, is it not true that if sharks stop moving, they die? I have no idea. That sounds, uh, that honestly sounds fake to me. That sounds like a thing you're told as a kid that, like, isn't actually real. That is true. And you do, you know a lot about sharks from your, I know that about you from the internet, is that you know a lot about sharks. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot about that. I've had that muted for so long, I yeah, forgot. I can, I, I'm, you, I'm sorry to bring it up, but um, no, it's okay. it seems yeah, I natural. Like yeah, me. Branson, you weren't even trapped. You you brought the shark Yeah, comment. you brought the shark. I, I right wasn't going to touch sharks. It was on my list of things not to talk to Branson about was sharks. Oh, God, yeah, I don't even read my own writer. I, uh, <laughs> he, uh, uh, okay, so the thing is that Sherman is smooth and everyone thinks he's rough <laughs> and Sherman valiantly never gives up even though everyone's telling him he's wrong and he's a hero for it. Woo! All right, he played the hit. We can go home. We All right, oh, boy. Maybe what if Sherman the is the only smooth shark in in existence? That would be impossible because the others are also smooth. Oh, that makes oh, sense. He's doing that it now, sick. folks. He's doing <laughs> it right now. We'll get the only rough shark, and that's why he's allowed to stop moving. Oh, he's a rough shark. Because it turns out that rough sharks can move without dying, can stand still without dying. <laughs> stand still? Down. Do fishes stand still? This, this is the question. They for float the, still for the. I don't think they can stand. No. Side side sidebar. Do fishes can when do fishes stand at all? No, no. There's no legs. No, only I mean, if, only the, if they're the Darwin bumper sticker on the cars. If I saw that, I would throw up. <laughs> Standing fish. Just, oh, yeah, disgusting. So what are we? Are we doing anything to Sherman besides just explaining how he can stand, Frank? That's all I got. That's all I just we, want to see him like eat somebody. I guess. Yeah, that's, that's like what it, thing I ever saw in Sherman. Because he's a shark. Sharks can't choose to just go on the kelp and seaweed situation. They need the they meat. They can't keto. I'm flipping through the, the strips here, and it looks like a, a, a common recurring gag is that he encounters an actual ferocious shark that he's terrified of. Oh, oh yeah. So it's oh, almost so he's, he's like not a, even a is that his bully? He doesn't like know he's a shark, quote unquote. Oh, that's fine. You could run with that. He he be like, he's a, was he raised by dolphins now? And he's like, I'm a good boy. Uh, yeah. All he wants to do is like hug these Australians and they keep running. <laughs> Just like in Finding Nemo. Almost. Ex- okay. Yeah. So I didn't realize that we that, that that was already out there. Here's a strip where Sherman has an Amazon Echo in in the ocean. So I guess Amazon just got to Sherman. <laughs> Brought to you by Amazon. Okay. Um. Let's do. So I think. Uh, th- what we we created a shared universe last time both of you were on separately uh-huh. and i think that's the most interesting thing that we can do with these comics i do before we do that i think we should talk about one more and i would like to talk about dick tracy unless somebody's mm. got something else they would like to bring up no let's talk dick no, tracy i think dick, dick i think dick is right for rebooting he still has an ongoing regular comic doesn't he yes which is who publishes that? Is that Image? Uh, <laughs> no, I think that's like King Features. <laughs> that makes more sense. Well, yeah, it makes a lot uh, more sense. Hold on, let's see here. Uh, Dick Tracy. Let me see. There was a. Don't give me results for the movie. Yeah, that's what all that's I've been getting. I've been looking up Dick Tracy comics, and it's like tough to find them that don't even have like just like yellow, like age-stained pages. Right? Like I don't. Wow, yeah. ID, IDW announced the continuing series. IDW, oh. that's right. Okay. So Dick Tracy is a spy who wears very bright, attention-grabbing clothing. Not no, very he's, a, he's a cop. 
He's a cop? Well, I don't yeah. know yeah, anything he's about a, Dick he's Tracy. He's a street dick. Well, I am so sorry, everyone. I thought spy. he was a spy. Only no. spies have have walkie-talkies on their wrists. <laughs> so, okay, so he's a... <laughs> well, then, fine. You you guys know more about Dick than I do. What is his deal? He's got a trench coat. He fights uh, mob crime. Sp- uh, strictly mob crime. Yeah, I think I think he... he, he uh, yeah, that's, he, he goes after organized crime, right? He mostly goes after men with like severely disfigured faces. Oh yeah, that yeah, they have insane like Batman like uh yeah, weird. Well, I guess I mean, no, Dick Tracy villain is 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 more iconic in in that sense. Did so. they did those disfigured men also commit crimes or is he just a very prejudiced asshole? Well, I think that's what in the reboot we explore. There you go. We, yeah. <laughs> he's being investigated by internal affairs the whole show. Like, like were these you had things? nothing on that guy except he had too many forehead wrinkles. <laughs> he like refuses to prosecute criminals that aren't disfigured. Like he, I don't think he's, I don't think he did anything wrong. Look at him, he's gorgeous. That beautiful man couldn't have committed a crime. <laughs> <laughs> that guy though, his head is square. Was that Scruff McGruff? It sounded yeah, like showed up. I was during Dick Tracy. <laughs> I've got, I've got a list of Dick, of Dick Tracy villains here, and some of these names hit me. I can't believe we've well first we've got lips manless. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. Uh let's not see. man lipless, lips manless. Lips He's just manless. like the jowly one, right? Yeah, we got we got little face Finny. Yeah, little has, face has a little face. We got eighty-eight keys. Uh, maybe he's missing teeth because of like a piano joke. And he still has eighty-eight of them though. I guess. We got Itchy <laughs> Oliver. I'm not really sure what his deal is. I think that's a dog. Um there were two, here we go, in 1946, uh, two consecutive villains were named Shoulders and Gargles. <laughs> so, um, if, if you I guys, Gargles. I would like to just, let's take maybe, let's just take a, maybe 30 seconds, and can we just, can we just maybe spitfire popcorn our, our best new Dick Tracy villains? Sure. Uh, just, let's just, let's just brainstorm some new, some new villains, this is a good starting point. Chris, why don't you start us off? Okay, um... No ears, McGee. That's good. Branson, give me one. Uh, too many teeth, Tommy. <laughs> Great. I'll do one. Uh, uh, shoelaces, Stallone. Oh, I like that. Frank uh, hit me. Uh, a, a surprise. Now, a surprising amount of Dick Tracy villains are just kind of a one-word description. Mm-hmm. I think because okay. they're they're you know they have the whole noir vibe going. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's pretty feasible that one of these villains would just be named Badface. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Just bad face. There's one I had forgotten about whose name is just Influence, and he just has, like, a horrible-looking face. He's not... Is he, like, a DJ? Like, what is his deal? It sounds like a DJ. He's just a mobster with, like, a really gross face, and his name is Influence. Influence. That is... He's gotta be a DJ, though. There's a there's a large number of villains whose first and last names are combined to make a word. So oh, you've got... You've oh, got yeah, Zygote, Psychotic... Botox mm-hmm. is zygote like a like a like a fetus like what's his deal <laughs> i could not tell you like how is that that's that's a weird villain name um okay. there's one named peanut butter who appears to just be a child <laughs> looking at um the complete dick tracy volume 10 the daring detective deals with mr bribery and ugly christine <laughs> Christine. It's not even just she's ugly, I guess. That's the Here's one where the dynamic detective stalks Scorpio Diamonds, which is Oh yeah. 
that is better than anything I could have Oh, here, here's a couple. Chewy Lou and Mr. Crime. Mr. Crime is so good. Mr. Crime. How is he not the best one? I like yeah, Mr. right? Crime Mr. Crime has to be the top. He's got to be. The, well, he might be. Mr. The, yeah. Crime? Mr. Crime has to be the top. Flap Top Jr. Here's one from the 70s whose name is just The Pouch. Oh, that's oh, a kangaroo. That one sucks. There's, I'm looking at a picture right now of somebody pouring jewels into his pouch face. Oh. And he's putting, I want to see your capacity. Wow, which, they like, do. Oh. oh, God. I should be in jail for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Brush Spready, whose face is, oh, this guy's gross. I cannot imagine this guy existing in the real world. His face looks like toothbrush bristles, but they're all skin colored. So I think he's just got like... Ugh. Yeah, this is Dick Tracy's gross. He's like a baiting whale. Yeah. So does so does Dick Tracy exist in some like horrible like mutant apocalypse world? Ooh, oh. that's fun. Is it is yeah. it a shallow how universe where uh, <laughs> he sees you know everyone's I mean? inner beauty? Everyone everyone looks like what they are on the inside, just like the human hair bandits, November nineteen sixty eight. Oh god. Last week we we did a uh a Jack Black catalog reboot and so we've been talking about shallow hal quite a bit lately uh-huh yeah that i is... noticed that shallow hal came up pretty quickly <laughs> usually have to dig a lot longer to find yeah shallow. yeah we, we we were primed yeah it's on the on the brain pan okay let's let's with the time we have left i don't want to i know you guys have your your big city new york meetings to get to so i don't want to keep you for too long let's let's try to combine all of these into a shared universe Maybe just like very quickly outline a movie Avengers style. So who who do we let's just real quick recap who we've rebooted. We got Crankshaft. Yeah. Beetle Bailey. The, Crankshaft, the ferryman of death. The ferryman of death, Crankshaft. Beetle Bailey, who is now Comrade Bailey. Fighting the war on terror. Yeah. Fighting the war on terror. Hagar. A real who Viking. Is engaged in a medieval political drama. So there's going to be some time travel. It yeah. seems um, Sherman, a shark of indeterminate skin quality. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the, the Dick Tracy uh, mutations maybe opens up uh, sort of an adventure time like world yes. where this this happens in sort yeah. of a post apocalyptic scenario where you can have different societies. So oh, like, oh, they're all in the same world. Yeah, so you can have like out in the far reaches or whatever, you can have Hagar staking his his claim among uh, the people who don't have as much technology, and then like you know you've got these uh these nuclear monsters rebuilding society of crime in the city, and only one beautiful man, Dick Tracy, <laughs> can take them down. And uh, you know when you die in these wars, you meet crankshafts. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. And, oh, we did do Dennis the Menace. Where does Dennis fit in? Ah, uh, the child on the run from these <laughs> monsters, like, wormy pear shape. <laughs> wormy yeah. pear shape? Is that real? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, they're, they're all just, like, the teenagers from Black Hole, just, like, grown up. <laughs> oh, nice. I think uh, maybe Dennis the Menace is, like, our point of view character. We, like, follow this kid. He's our entry point. He's our audience. He goes from King of the again. Kingdom. Yeah. Okay, and where where does Dilbert where does live Dilbert? in this universe? <laughs> uh, I guess he can like he can work in Dick, Dick Tracy's. Maybe he can be Dick Tracy's gadget guy. Like he can uh, be Dick Tracy's his Q. Q. His Q. I was I went the other way and I thought maybe he was his commissioner Gordon, but that's Batman. Dick Tracy would have to be Batman. 
I like Q better. It's but is is Dilbert good at the gadgets? No, no. Okay, no, he must not be. Good. But he thinks he is. He's just every one of his gadgets is just a different clothing item that flips upwards. Yeah, yeah. Like he uh, he was able to like like build Dick Tracy his communicator watch, and he's been just riding on that <laughs> forever. And Dick Tracy's like, I I need something else. What if it's it like, was Dilbert's? dad who made the communicator watch and so oh, we kind of do like yeah. a, a rusty venture situation where he's just riding his dad's coattails uh-huh let's i like dennis is our is our point of view character branson where does dennis go first how does dennis recruit this team oh great question i think he probably starts with hagar i think he goes back in time i think as we follow him we realize we like see the scope of the world a little bit more but i think he starts so we're like what's dennis doing back here in viking ages or whatever and then we reveal it's, oh, it's yeah, actually that's the cool. same time yeah, as that's, the rest that's of the Yeah, that's a nice time. hook. That is a nice hook. In this universe, how did Dennis become known as the Menace? This is, I think, an important piece of lore we need to address. Oh. Maybe um, Dennis is responsible for all of it. Oh, I, shit. Yeah, that sounds good. Like, he's the guy who set off the bomb. He that started everything. Bomb. Set and off Captain the... tried to stop it by peeing on the bomb. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Calvin's, like, remembered as a hero. <laughs> <laughs> he's on he's yeah. on bumper stickers everywhere peeing on a bomb yeah well yeah so he tried to pee on the bomb and then when it didn't work he knelt down and prayed which are the two iconic images yes. of calvin yep <laughs> and neither worked yes exactly calvin tried everything humanly possible and now we've okay so dennis goes to viking time why does he team up with hagar hagar i'm so sorry hagar what about dennis attracts hagar to his cause i mean hagar is a now he's a pillaging and plundering murderer maybe he's just with dennis due to his menace status that might actually be yeah, yeah, yeah. it might be a thing that's yeah it's like Hagar is is perhaps the first villain that that uh, Dennis has to get past, and it like kind of proves what truly what a menace he is. <laughs> yeah, that he can destroy this Viking. So Hagar's not on our Avengers. No, I think we're I think we're maybe setting up more of a journey for Dennis here to yeah, potentially is... redeem himself. Hagar shows up him. late like the Hulk. <laughs> late like the Hulk. So like he, he just kills shows Hagar up like I'm gonna and... fight too. Okay, I yeah. I do we like try a few like Hagar individual movies, and they're all sort of bad. Yeah, so that checks out. <laughs> okay, so he he defeats Hagar. On, maybe like maybe he's going to each kingdom. We'll call them. I don't know. Yeah, so sure. He, maybe he's is he collecting? We need like a, a a MacGuffin he's after. Is he like collecting parts to unmute? He's collecting everybody? souls for Crankshaft's bus. Oh yes, maybe Crankshaft is his. Okay, yes, I like that a lot. So he gets, maybe he has to kill like the, the, how many, how many guys we have, like the six, five or six kingdom lords or something yeah. for Crankshaft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crank, crankshaft can like go meet God and ask him to like, to <laughs> fix the world, but he has to have a full bus first. Souls are, souls are gasoline and Crankshaft can go and pick up Calvin and bring him back. Oh, they're yeah. trying to get Calvin back. Okay. So after oh, he yeah. defeats Hagar, who does he, who does he go for? Who's who's level two? Who's our second robot master? We can go from uh, medieval and just go the full opposite and do like Dilbert's high tech world. Oh sure, yeah. Dil- well, uh, but Dilbert lives in Dick Tracy world, right? Yes. Oh right. In the Dick Kingdom. Nah. Mm. Mm. In this world, does he have to defeat Dick Tracy, or does he team up with Dick Tracy to defeat Mister Crime? No, they, they've got to they've got to fight Grossface. Gross yeah, face. I, I think I think he teams up with Dick Tracy. That that makes more sense. Is yeah. gross... I mean, it's like Hagar makes sense as a villain, right? Like, 
Yeah, which is why you know we went that way. But like, is Gross Face a real one, Frank? The fact that you can't tell, I think, answers it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, do we need to? What? What does he do? Anything significant with Dick besides killing Gross Face? I think after taking care of the issues in Dick Tracy's world, like he can be the companion to take along. That'll be fun. Branson is our resident Dilbert expert. What would happen when Dennis shows up in Dilbert's lab? Walk me through that scene. Okay, so. I tell you, first of all, like right away, the pointy haired boss is going to like cause trouble for him. He's going to oh, like introduce yeah. red tape or paperwork they're going to have to fill out. So they're going to have to get around that. This guy's going to be like a low level uh, like villain for them to have to fight, but he is going to be like a problem for them. Be there. Okay. And I think they're going to have to team up with Alice and Wally and yes, even Asok the intern. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, probably what's going to ultimately happen is it's going to come down to like, you're going to realize the pointy-haired boss was no problem at all, and it was actually Catbird, the most evil <laughs> character in that world. It was like calling oh, the Yeah, I, I, yeah, Catbird is is most evil. He sits on the keyboard, yeah. and he's just the worst. So yeah, Cap- all, all of that is just in Dilbert's gadget lab. Like, yes. Oh, man, that's, that's a rough lab. That's a whole episode. It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> like an arc right there. It's a whole arc. Is it, that's, that's, Frank said episode... But I did is, say episode. That's my a, bad. Is this a show or this is an ongoing comic we're doing? This is real life. Oh, this is actually happening. This is street I, theater. I yeah, I guess uh, I'll let the the storytellers figure that out. You know, like the the people documenting <laughs> this. I'm just saying what would actually happen. <laughs> right. Maybe. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so then, so maybe Dennis helps Dick get the 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 gadget made that can defeat. What's his name? Mr. Gross? Cat- Catbird? <laughs> oh, Catbird. Catbird. Oh, Catbird here. Well, so defeating Catbird, Catbird I think defeating Catbird gets them the gadget, which then lets Dick defeat his villain, and then he can Bad leave man. Dick Tracy land. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I like that I like idea that, uh, that it's like they keep talking about the, like a, a character called Furface, and then it's revealed that it's Catbird. Yeah. <laughs> Furface. Yeah. It's very it's Dick Tracy. Okay. So and then so then Dennis and Dick go to the ocean, Ocean Kingdom. Yeah. Where now are is Sherman is Sherman a villain in this? Like Hagar or is Sherman a nice shark in a land of mean sharks? These are the <sighs> questions. All our reboot really did was change his skin type, right? He's now rough <laughs> instead of smooth. <laughs> Which is a big yeah. change for most sharks. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is I guess he's an outcast and he needs friends, right? Yeah, that makes sense. It, it'd be funny if just nothing has changed about him. He's completely the same. He's just regular and they're like, oh, hey, it's Sherman. Um, I guess you want to you wanna come or what are we doing? And then they just leave. Maybe they kill Sherman for Crankshaft. Is that too? Is that going to upset our Sherman diehard fans? Or our Crankshaft diehard fans? I think Crankshaft fans would love the idea of Sherman being dead. They There's a real rivalry. Yeah, you can't be a fan of both. Sharks in the Jets situation. Wait, no. Sharks in the Shafts? No. Ooh. There's something there. Um. So, the, so they spend a very short amount of time in Sharkland. Uh-huh. Because I mean there's nothing exciting going on with Sherman. Who is the uh who's our who's our big final boss? Is it Sarge? Oh sure. We could uh do Sarge. Could, uh who else do we have? I mean, it could be like Snoopy. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't get to that big one. We can talk yeah. peanuts. Maybe the, the Peanuts Kingdom. Do we see Charlie hey. Brown with hair? That's what this has all been about. That's my question. The- 
get it, him getting the hair. I mean, we're making this as a team here. This is an adventure we're all going on together. Charlie Brown shattered the world and rebuilt it in his image to get hair. Well, Dennis, oh, but I thought Dennis shattered the world. Maybe, maybe Dennis, Dennis failed was, to save was the world. Manipulated. Oh, by yeah. Charlie. Dennis, like took the blame, but it was actually Charlie Brown's fault. And that's why you have all the Dick Tracy villains where like Charlie Brown was trying to create the world in his image and he failed all those times. This is very right. good. Charlie Brown yeah. is um, devious? No, so it was an accident. Uh, Charlie Brown's still a good boy, or is he... Oh, he's a tyrant, I think. Yeah, I think Charlie Brown's the worst boy. So now it's, you're a, you're a bad boy, Charlie Brown. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're a bad man, Charlie Brown. Then football's outlawed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no more football, unless... Or, or is it like a... You can have sports be outlawed as like a, a, a little background thing through the entire series until mm-hmm. you realize it's, it's yes. Just Nobody outlawed. knows That's why cool. it's just sports are outlawed, and then we meet Charlie Brown. Maybe but to get to Charlie Brown, you have to fight all of the like all of Snoopy's different like personas, yes. like Joe Bull and the <laughs> Red Bandit and the yeah. and the World War One flying ace. I love that. What if um maybe he has to recruit Lucy to help take down Charlie Brown because she's got oh, kind yeah. of an experience there. Oh, yeah. You, like, meet Lucy in a bar, and she's like, Charlie Brown, I haven't heard that name in years. Like, yeah. that's her. Yes, you have. He's our tyrannical <laughs> overlord. <laughs> yeah, good point. He's got His statue is, like, right there. <laughs> Literally anyone ever talks about Lucy. Yeah. I, like, I'd prefer to forget. And then she says, like, the doctor is out, whatever. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. oh, no, that's the line when she, like, cocks the shotgun, like, the doctor's gonna about, wait, I'm the doctor, the doctor's in. Yeah, I think she says the doctor's in when she cocks the shotgun. Yeah. The doctor has been out until the very end when she until it's, yeah. atones for her sins, which were pulling the football out, I guess. That was her sin. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And we got to work Nichols in there somehow. Why? Oh, she works for Nichols. Because the, yeah, well, it was the psychiatry help five cents, right? So it was the, Charlie Brown had to give her the nickel. Man, she really knew what she was doing. There's huh? a nickel and a necklace around Charlie Brown's neck and she like rips it off. Whoa, I don't remember that. You're really focusing uh, on the nickels here, Frank. I I I don't know oh, why. Boy. It's just really it's just really in my craw. This is a common thread on our reboot where Frank just gets real into the currency of every world, and it, I feel like it slows us down. <laughs> I so, still think the shallow how royale is a really important piece of the economy. <laughs> Here's the big question: Does Dennis succeed in fixing the world? Well, by this point, I think the the comic that we're doing has been running for five years. Yeah. Uh, Oh, so I don't know if we have to decide that yet. We've got so much material. We have so much material. Um, it's going to be very decompressed. You still have Hagar in the wings. It's going to be running at the rate that Mark Trail does. Oh, that's which good. Is, which is Maybe that's small. it. They meet God and it's Mark Trail. Ooh. We're going to be Prince Valianting for 70 years. Yes. That guy's Another famously slow-paced comic. Yeah, okay. Um, I like all of this. Are there any like last-minute ads anyone wants to make? Any Anything that we missed... Anything that you're dying to get in there? Are there any comics that you guys want to kind of self-insert? I know you both have some material that we could shove in there. Well, I mean, I think they they definitely need to run into, you know, intelligent cows and giant fly people every now and again. Just sure. as like a race populating the world. Right. You know, the, the you know, far side characters is, is what I'm referring to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> People with a single straight line for their eyes. Yeah, the the cavemen. <laughs> awesome. Um, so a thing that we've started doing um, since the last time you guys were on is we recommend a good uh, a food pairing for mm. our listeners to to consume while they also consume our reboots, and then also a Mountain Dew pairing. 
So uh, does does one of you want to take the food and one of you want to take the Mountain Dew that you would recommend? One is harder than the other. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to need a little more information on what is a Mountain Dew pairing? You just say what Mountain Dew goes best with. So like with, red, blue, the <laughs> normal Baja Blast. Like if you're watching Shallow Hal, you're going to want to drink Baja Blast. Oh, yeah. Oh, big okay. Time. So while you're while you're reading these new comic strips, what food you want to eat and what what Mountain, what Mountain Dew, Dew you specific? Want to drink. Yeah, um, I'll do the Mountain Dew one. All right, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think Mountain Dew Baja Blast <laughs> pairs very well with pouring it directly into a toilet and not drinking it. Oh, uh, so it's kind I... of a, you, you you read the comic and have kind of the 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 aural experience of the of the waterfall. Yeah, oh. I think it. It's a nice sound, and it's like a reminder that you're not drinking uh, Baja Blast. I'm glad you said that, because it seems to, with the people I've spoken to, that's a very unpopular opinion that I've held. People like Baja Blast? Yeah, right? That's, that was my reaction. I, the last time I drank Baja Blast, I remember drinking it and immediately thinking, like, I have to go, I have to run to a hospital. This is disgusting. (laughs) I regret this choice. Okay, so yeah, you're going to buy a Baja Blast just to dump it while you, while you read. And then Chris, what are they eating? Gotta give them the money, yeah. Yeah, gotta give them the money. They've, they're, they're struggling. Uh, and as far as uh, a food for this, you know what? I think you go with uh, your favorite breakfast cereal Ooh. with milk, uh, as that is that is how I enjoyed the funny pages every day growing up. Uh, have it with breakfast. What was your Seems- cereal of choice? Uh, you know, I, I really loved the Rice Krispie Treats cereal. That one's pretty tasty. Wait, they uh, had a cereal? Not Rice Krispies? Rice Krispie Treats had a cereal? Yeah, it had like... It had the Rice Krispies in, like, marshmallowed-up clusters. What? How did I know this? Yeah. That sounds amazing. Well, eat it with the rebooted comic strips. Bam. Well, yeah, thanks, guys, so much for coming on. So you've got your uh, graphic novel coming out, Dracula Gate, on Kickstarter. Yeah, we, we've got our Kickstarter going. At, at, the, uh, at the time of this recording, we are, we are oh so close to hitting 25% of our budget. Um... Uh, which is forty thousand dollars, guys. It's so expensive to make a comic book. Let's get <laughs> yeah. it there. Let's get uh, it there. Yeah, we're 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 just shy of eight thousand. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm hoping hoping we we hit ten thousand within a couple days, and and then all of it, even like not far either. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can you can find it at DraculaGate.com. I did buy that URL and it points to the Kickstarter. Awesome. Um, and then people can just find you on on your personal stuff on Swanboy and where else can we find you? I guess is the real question. Okay, yeah, first. you can find uh, you can find me at Swanboy.com at uh, Branson-Reese.com. You can find me on Twitter at Branson Reese, Instagram at Branson of God. <laughs> That Branson Reese was taken on Instagram, and I don't know who, so I don't have it. But that's otherwise where you can find me. Yeah, and I'm on Twitter as well at Dr. Hastings. Um, and uh, my, I've got you know you can still read my old web comic, Dr. McNinja at drmcninja.com, and uh, I've also got drhastings.horse, drhastings.biz. <laughs> just all the dots. Uh, yeah, well, I just wanted .horse and .biz because they're funny. They are very funny. Um, yeah, if you if you haven't read Dr. McNinja or Swan Boy, I highly recommend both of them. 
Mm-hmm. Big thumbs up. They are hilarious. Thank you. Well, thank you both so so much for being on. We loved having you back. You are our first repeat guests, which is very exciting. Oh hell yeah! Hey, in, thanks. In the double thank episode. You. So, listeners, um, if you thanks for listening, thanks for coming on this journey with us. If you uh, like the show, please give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and tell your friends about it. You can tell them that we have two big real life comics mans on the show sometimes and maybe that'll get them to listen uh and branson even like writes cartoons on tv shows so that's how you can get your friends in here until next time i'm scott owen i'm frank sarah and fellas you may recall that we usually provide our listeners with a password so they can get in next time would you please give us our password yes the password is the password is a uh, uh, voluntary cuckold. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, voluntary cuckold.